Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Joe Cook, a beat reporter, InsideTexas.com, also the managing editor for the publication. Uh, Joe, how are you doing today? Doing good. We are one week out, less than a week out, actually, from uh, spring ball starting up. So really excited for that. Uh, gives us a chance to see a little bit, uh, give us a little bit of a taste before we start counting down the days until uh, the regular season gets here. We're going to preview the linebackers uh, today and, and really we're going position by position. Uh, try to do the linebackers today and give folks a feel for it. Uh, but give also people, before we even do that, a feel for what our coverage will be like during uh, the spring practice uh, coverage, both online and on video as well. Yeah, so if you go over to Inside Texas, uh, we got a great promo running right now, $29.99. Uh, we'll get you access all the way up until August 31st. What that'll include is uh, Texas gives us an opportunity uh, during the first few minutes of practice to you know, take notes, take pictures, take video, things like that. Uh, so we'll have reports up very early, uh, pretty much immediately, as soon as, as fast as I can type them. Uh, on Inside Texas about, you know, what the depth chart looks like, some of the drills are running, some of the things that we see emphasized, uh, things like that, um, what it could mean. Uh, of course, we'll have uh, coverage of any availabilities, whether it be Steve Sarkeesian, the rare assistant coach opportunity, uh, time to talk with players. I'm sure uh, guys like Jalen Ford, who we'll talk about today, are going to be mainstays in the uh, player availability circuit. So we'll have all that on Inside Texas here, uh, we're going to have uh, not just pictures uh, from practice via Will Gallagher, the Inside Texas photographer, uh, but we'll also have some videos. Uh, we'll have some uh, more that, you know, similar to what we offered last year during spring football and last year during fall camp. Uh, we'll be able to show some clips of practice, players going through drills, things like that. And uh, this will be the, you know, I always tell people um, if you live in Austin, it's kind of what you see on local news stations. It's what they're able to offer. Not anywhere else. I mean, anywhere else, you're probably not watching Austin local news. So this is the best way, whether you live in Austin or whether you live in, I don't know, Buffalo, to watch some clips of Texas Longhorns uh, spring football practice uh, right here on On Texas Football. We're ready to get after it. I'll be down there as well uh, with you uh, next week and we'll uh, as well. All right, let's let's talk about linebackers because that's really what we came to preview today. And we, we've gone through all the other positions. This one's really probably the most interesting of all of them in, su in this way. There is like running backs. There's nobody coming back, really. That, that was a primary deal uh, at quarterback. The quarterbacks returning the all, entire offense lines returning. The primary receivers are returning. The primary uh, tight end is returning. On the defensive line, just about everybody's returning, or at least three quarters of the folks are returning that really contributed last year. Uh, but at linebacker, one guy really contributed last year, and the rest that are coming back are really nothing more than piecemeal. Uh, and that's Jalen Ford obviously returning. But let, let's talk about who has left the program and left that void. DeMarvian Overshone, the team's second-ranked or second-leading tackler with 95 tackles a year ago. He is off the NFL draft. He's gone. Diamante Tucker Dorsey, uh, who is the, uh, I guess, the third linebacker last year, had 44 tackles. He's gone. Uh, then you have Devin Richardson and Luke Brockemeyer, who also have moved on. Uh, those are the guys that are out the door. Who can replace 
DeMarvian overshone in that production is going to be a real interesting discussion. However, we have some incoming guys this spring only. We also have some summer guys, but I, I just want to talk about the guys coming in this thing in, in spring. Anthony Hill is already on campus. Leonga LaFau uh, out of Hawaii is already on campus. Both those guys getting uh, big, uh, big. Uh, 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 I want to say not accomplishments, but uh, they're being talked about pretty highly uh, from some sources inside the program. Darian Gallette also already on campus. Uh, he is still rehabbing a little bit. So you add those guys in. What do you think of the net there right now? I mean, Overshone's obviously a, a big loss, uh, but how big is he and is he replaceable? Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. I think that's still a big loss. Having Jalen Ford there still helps because that that's going to be a player that no matter who ends up replacing DeMarvin Overshone, number 41 is going to be there and be able to direct traffic. I don't know if whoever replaces DeMarvin Overshone will be able to do a lot of the same things he did. Um, he didn't ever really come off the field for the Longhorns. Neither did Jalen Ford except you know when they would have their rest series. And part of that had to do with the the multi talent the, the talent that Overshone had. He could play inside the box. It wasn't his strength, but he could do it well, and he did it well over his last two years at Texas. But he could also bump outside and become a little bit of a third down pass rusher. And I don't know if Texas has the same like for like uh, replacement who can do all of that. Now they, I think this is going to be a position they may just have to make up for in the aggregate. Um, they may have to substitute a little bit more, but I don't know if they're going to find someone, at least not quite yet, who ha was so versatile as DeMarvian Overshone. Let, let's let's talk about what they have coming back, uh, because it's pretty interesting. Uh, Jalen Ford, obviously, uh, the man in the middle, the Mike Backer, 119 tackles, two sacks, four interceptions last year, just crazy amount of interceptions, two fumble, forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. Both those fumble recoveries, uh, Joe, being the win against Iowa State and the win against Kansas State, securing both of those. So those were big. On top of those interceptions, he was the big play guy for the Texas defense. When something was going on good for the Longhorns, he usually was in the middle of it. Yeah, one of the things, on a lot of content on Inside Texas, I get to pick the picture, and I really like putting the ones with defensive players with the football and I got to do that a few times with, with Jalen Ford. Uh, just a guy who knows where to be at, at, at every time. Um, if you remember during the ULM game, you and I had the same amount of tackles that he had. And we were all kind of wondering what's going on. Like this is a guy who really uh, finished the 2021 season strong. Um, this was someone who's supposed to be in the middle of the defense and, and lead the way. Uh, and he did that and just recorded, you know, about 10 to – you know, or more tackles per game over the remaining uh, 12 games that they played. So uh, just a great season for him. Um, again, a lot of those stats just indicate that he knows where to be, right place, right time, but he put himself there. 
um, and that he just has an ability to to force uh, you know force fumbles, uh, re- get interceptions. Probably was a, a snub for defensive player of the year in the Big Twelve. I think that it was a a tough decision, but I, I don't know if the coaches got it right with going with uh, uh, the pass rusher from Kansas State. Uh, I think Jalen Ford had a really good claim to it, and uh, we'll see if he can get it this year because he's got as good a chance as he ever as he's ever had uh, to claim that title. Very interesting. He even tinkered with the idea Ford did of going pro after last season, only having one really terrific season for the Longhorns, uh, but opted not to, in part, I think, because he did not finish uh, 2022 the way he wanted to in that Alamo Bowl. Did not have a great uh, uh, Alamo Bowl uh, by comparison to the rest of his year. Uh, So he will be back uh, this spring uh, for the Longhorns and really expected to be the veteran leader of that front seven. I think that's safe to say. Uh, Now, the other two guys that are kind of penciled in as starters, but they're not that are not freshmen are David Benda at the will and Maurice Blackwell at Sam. Um, Those two guys uh, have seen some action. Benda has been hit or miss. He only had 14 tackles uh, a year ago. And so you're you're looking uh, at uh, a situation where right now, uh, I wonder at some level uh, exactly uh, what what's portended for him based on who uh, is uh, coming back and who is going to be able to, to make do. Blackwell showed well in spots, but he also worked out some at safety, right? It's almost like he's a hybrid. Uh, he's more of a big nickel than he is a true linebacker. Uh, and so those are the guys that are coming back along with uh, a guy that's returning, a former walk-on, Jet Bush. Not the freshman here, Joe, but those uh, other upperclassmen that are on campus. Travell Johnson's back as well as after being uh, injured last year. Uh, what do you think of? What do you make of that group? Is there anybody that you expect of that group to kind of to come out and do something? Not particularly. I mean, David Benda was a player who uh, had some really great athletic traits out of Cinco Ranch. Uh, but I think when you were going back in his recruitment, you're like, wow, this is a really good athlete, but can he, can he play football? Um, and he's you know, gotten plenty of opportunity at Texas. I think he's had some starts. Uh, he's been a player that uh, both the previous staff and this staff aren't really, you know, they, they haven't been in love with throwing them out there, but they know that they can, they have thrown them out there. And it's just been, like you said, hit or miss um, big year for him. Uh, at some point, I'm going to write about players who have, you know, it's make or break time in their career. And I think Benda fits into that category. Now he'll probably still, uh, you know, that first day of practice, that first practice, he'll probably end up being the first guy out there at will. If I had to take a guess, it of course can change over the course of practices, but because he's an experienced guy and, uh, you know, uh, going to be a senior and has played a good amount of football, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the guy that takes those first snaps. Um, same can be said of Jet Bush. I do like him a lot more back at the uh, middle linebacker spot just because he's he wasn't a defensive end. Um, credit to him for taking on that responsibility, but it was not one that he in, in 2021, but it was not something he was very good at. Um, he's back. Uh, if you go back and watch his high school highlights, he was a great middle linebacker for straight Jesuit, which pains me to say. 
but you know he's he's someone who is better served playing that middle linebacker spot. And then Blackwell, yeah, like you mentioned, if you go back to that Quinn Ewers to Isaiah and Aor pass during the spring game last year, you'll see Maurice Blackwell in the background. Um, I think they tried him at safety because a little bit had to do with his size, uh, but he doesn't really have a position. He's just a football player and a good one. He'll hit. Uh, but I don't think he's got the 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 speed for safety, and I don't. He may not have the uh, bulk for true, you know, between the box middle linebacker. So they may have to manufacture a bit of a position for him. Um, I think he'll be great at doing whatever they throw at him. Uh, but it, it it's just kind of figuring out can he maybe add a little bit more weight and be able to hold up because he's not afraid to be physical. But if you, even with that, if the bigger guy gets onto you, it's going to be tough to overcome that with just sheer will. But um, I think he's a, a really fascinating player. Um, I think he's a player that with his skill set that the coaches know will be effective, but they have to write the they have to find the right defense and right role just for him to be effective. And I don't know if that makes him an every down player. I kind of wonder, Joe, if Jet Bush cross trains uh, with uh, David Benda in that role this this uh, summer because he's already he's he's he backed up Jalen Ford at times last year already. He knows that position. I kind of wonder what they'll see if they can get out of Jet Bush if if he's the answer uh, as the older upperclassman opposite Ford as opposed to David Benda. That that's that's one of the things. It's a, a little bit of a subplot I think for spring. Uh, and I do agree that Blackwell is kind of that X factor. Uh, you know, he brings a little bit more suddenness, a little bit more pass rush, a little bit more uh, ability to uh, play in the, the passing lanes uh, than the other guys. Maybe he, in some ways, is a is a DeMarvian Overshone kind of replacement, uh, but maybe not on a three down level, uh, which is what you're saying at this point. All right. L- let's talk about the incoming guys, too, because, uh, you know, the, there's a there's a few of them. Anthony Hill, Samaj Burrell, Leon LaFau, Darian Gallette, Cecilia Kana, Jelani McDonald. Now, Hill, LaFau, and Gallette are the only three on campus. The others are on their way. They're, they've already signed, but they don't show up until May or June, I guess, uh, uh, in particular. So that means Hill, LaFau, and Gallette get some action this uh, spring. Hill and LaFau have both gotten Really nice comments from guys inside the program. Um, LaFau has been, he's been talked about as really a superb athlete, surprisingly good athlete, whereas Hill has been talked about as kind of that freak athlete, you know, but who plays linebacker better is probably who the Longhorns need out of the gate opposite uh, Jalen Ford. So we'll have to wait and see who's most ready in that regard. Uh, But this is certainly a talented, talented group overall. Um, is it, do you think, I don't think that Texas has necessarily got their day one starter opposite Jalen Ford in this group, but game seven starter may be in this group. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, I think with Leonga LaFau, if you watch his tape, you know, sometimes I think there's this expectation that if you go to a smaller state in the game that they play, at the high school level, that it's it's pretty basic. Uh, but talking to you know people who know Hawaii football and Leonga and and I remember talking with Tasilia Kana at the Army Bowl, 
uh, or the All-American Bowl, like there's a lot of really good spread concepts uh, and good athletes in Hawaii, uh, modern offenses. And if you go watch LaFau's tape, he's playing, you know, he's taking good drops, making good plays, making the right reads in those offense, in that defense against those offenses. So it doesn't totally surprise me uh, that he understands how to process and is making strides with his athleticism and, and gaining athleticism. I, I think that he had a really high floor as far as all the, the linebacker takes uh, in this past class uh, and of all the, the various guys who are in who are in early enrollees. I think he has the best understanding of the position right now, but I don't know if his athleticism will take him to the field right away um, with Anthony Hill. Um, I, I think if anybody saw, he's going to get number zero. I think he posted that on social media. So he's going to try, and the coaches have sold him on playing that DeMarvin Overshone role. Uh, but I wonder if he's going to have some of the similar um, growing pains like Overshone had to where he gets it coming down the hill. He gets it when he's maybe on the edge. Uh, but reading, reacting, you know, maybe te- stepping in and seeing play action and then taking the drop and getting to the right spot – uh, matching coverages, even at linebacker, that's where he's going to really have to work because it's not something he's had to do a lot of. So um, athleticism may help him see the field, but it may only be for a down or two at this point. Um, looking at the other guys, Darian Gallette, uh, unfortunately we may not see a ton from him during the spring, at least as it pertains to on-field stuff, just because he's rehabbing a knee injury he suffered last summer. Uh, probably one of the more intriguing prospects Texas has taken. Uh, he, he's someone who can play probably on the edge full time if he wanted to, but he's got he, he could probably also be a really quality linebacker. A lot of this is going to come down to Jeff Choate. Um, and then yeah, with the other guys who are who are on their way here, a lot of them are gonna they're gonna need some time. Uh, I think Samaje Burrell is going to need some strength and conditioning. Uh, Tassilia Kana definitely will. Uh, but even he's playing a little bit more of a rush pass rush type role. Uh, Jelani McDonald's definitely going to need to learn uh, a little bit more how to play the linebacker spot. So, um, but of the guys who are there on campus early, you could probably see them contribute a good amount just because they have some, either they have high level athleticism or they have really good processing ability for being so early in their career. Speaking with Joe cook of, of uh, inside texas.com managing editor, beat writer for the Horns uh, here on On Texas Football. Uh, Joe, you know, I, I look at it and I still go back to really what we said at the outset. They're looking for a replacement for DeMarvian Overshone. Overshone, for all his positive traits, was a negative at times against a power run attack, right? Um, you know, it's it, it could be interesting that they they trade a little bit for that, right? They trade off some of his skills and pass coverage. I think he had five passes defended last year. Uh, so he's pretty good in pass coverage. We know that. Saw some things, especially in, you know, really smothered some out routes and short yardage. But I, I look at it and I think, okay, that guy, that guy's gone. He's kind of a different guy. So don't you just try to find another mix that makes the most sense for your team? That's why I'm I'm a little hung up on maybe Bush, uh, Jet Bush, uh, cross training uh, or an Anthony Hill type guy or LaFau, neither of whom are, you know, that, that wiry strong type, more uh, true linebacker types than, than Overshine. Yeah. I think 
you're going to replace DeMarvin Overshone in the aggregate. You're not going to get one player who can do everything that he did. Strengths, weaknesses, all all the same. Um, I do think if there's one player who could be that in a few years, it's it's Anthony Hill. Uh, I think that's what a lot of people expect. That's why he ended up carrying that five-star ranking. I mean, I think if you go back and look at that class of 2018, DeMarvin Overshone was somebody's top prospect in the state. I can't remember who's. Uh, but at least as far as this year goes, that's something you're going to have to to aggregate. And that's what makes DeMarvin Overshone such an interesting player for the next level is that he gives you, a, I don't know, do you want to call it two and a half down ability, at least as it pertains to the next level. Uh, he's definitely three down ability at Texas, but I don't know about that in the NFL. Neither here nor there. Combine is a different video for a different day. Uh, but I don't think there's a player who's going to be a three-down linebacker alongside Jalen Ford from the freshman class. And I think they're still trying to figure that out, who that might be on campus. I, I know that sounds dire, but that's what these practices are for. You figure that out, you figure that out over the course of fall, um, and you try to see who it could be. So of the freshmen, I guess it would be Anthony Hill. I don't know who exactly it would be of the entire group to be a three-down guy out there uh, at will linebacker, but that's what the the practices are for. Well, like you said, Jeff Choate, linebacker's coach at the University of Texas, has some work ahead of him uh, to try to figure all of that out. We'll be there uh, inside Texas and on Texas football at practices uh, next week. Uh, Longhorns getting started on March 6th, uh, a week from yesterday, so a week from Monday, uh, this past Monday. Uh, it will be time to put the pads on. Actually, I don't think they put the pads on. They're just in shorts. And uh, shoulder pads or shorts and helmets uh, first yeah. couple of days. But uh, you get the point. They will be on a practice field, coaches in hand, uh, blowing whistles, trying to get them to do the right stuff. So, all right, Joe, I, I appreciate it, bud. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon. I'll see you down in Austin here in a little bit. Uh, in, uh, we'll get it going and have a good week of practice. Take care, bud. Sounds good to me. Thank you, Bobby. All right, later. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again and hook them.